welcome to Pika for Life. My name is Edward Thomas, and my co-host is Lin Yun. Hello. <laughs> that was really fast. Yeah. What if someone's like has really slow hearing? They'll they'll be like they'll hear like hoo they're like hoo Okay. <laughs> exactly. Her name is hoo hoo. <laughs> <laughs> they're like that weird fairy on the t- on the on the on, on the, the podcast on the podcast on the TV. Okay. I think we're on a TV show right now. <laughs> well, we are working on it to uh, get this podcast into a video cast i know that would be really Dude, great i don't want to what do you guys say do you guys want to see us when we're talking do you want to see the magic when it's happening see when ed is falling asleep <laughs> <laughs> no, i take, totally agree on I'll you take, like i'll take pills then i'll be like where's my energy drink <laughs> <laughs> this has been brought to you by noco <laughs> <laughs> okay so what are we talking about today ed Yes. Well, one of our listeners called in and said that they wanted to want us to talk about things like how do we manage relationships? How do we manage like what's more important, uh, the education from your family or education from school or weight? And I felt like maybe we should talk about relationships, about managing relationships, because we talk about relationships quite often. And those are the episodes that most of you guys want to hear, because obviously you need our wisdom. <laughs> Okay, what do you mean by managing relationships? What kind of? I have of? no idea what what our reader because it was just a, a line. So I figured we have to fill the content with what we think she really meant, like how to balance maybe your relationships or no, no. I mean no, manage no. your relationships. Who has balanced relationships? I mean, really, on TV people do, but in reality, but should should you have balanced relationships? Like, well, should should yeah. it be equal between your family were, and everything? If people around? were kind in the world, yeah. But we live in a jacked up world. And so, therefore, I mean, the whole, okay. So, the whole idea that everything can be balanced, like I was watching this program and they were talking about how everything had to be 50 50. And people were talking about, what? Oh, that's you so know, Swedish. Everything is so 50 50 in our relationship. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a control freak out there somewhere. Like, you can't be 50 50 because no one, no two people are exactly the same and they don't like the same things and they're not the same person. They so cannot do 50 You can only do 50 50 if you're exactly equal in every single thing. Yeah. You could do fifty fifty, which sucks if you're if you're equal in everything, but you're really bad at it. But what no if they if they mean like okay, we do fifty fifty? Like <clears throat> let's say I hate doing the dishes, but my husband likes to do dishes, so he has to do only fifty, and I have to do fifty percent. But then I really mm-hmm. like I don't know to cook, and I can only do fifty, and he has to do fifty. Exactly, and that's the whole thing. It actually becomes terrorism because it becomes. It's this whole idea that I'm going to check how many hours you cook and then how many hours I cook. And then we have to make sure we cook the same amount of hours. Oh, we have gosh. To, and all of a sudden, what happens So stressful. Is, exactly. It's like living in a prison. And, you have, <laughs> and, one, and what, it, what usually happens is that, is that both people get nothing out of the relationship and well, it's probably doomed. So 50-50 doesn't work. And if you're trying for 50-50, you're a sucker. You've been sucked in by wow. Hollywood. No judgment. Is that too here. hard? <laughs> Is that too hard? Okay. You're not a sucker. You've been highly deceived. Yeah, by you have been lied to. <laughs> by the Hollywood and the TV and Facebook and Twitter and all the other things that are demonically controlling your mind. Demonically controlling your mind. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not trying trying to be restrained now in 2023. I don't want to go over the top like I did in 2022. So this is something like within a romantic relationship. Well, I think it's in all relationships. So people go to work and think their bosses are going to treat them fairly. They should. Fairly, you mean with them, like between the, sh- the boss and the employee or between the employees among each other? All that. All of that. All that. <laughs> people are crazy. 
No, I mean, obviously, you shouldn't work for a place. So, listen, if you don't have a lot of debt, you could just quit jobs. You don't have to work anywhere. Yeah. But if you have a lot of debt, what happens is you just need to shut up and do the work because you're stuck. You're a slave to money. So that's what debt does. Debt makes you a slave to money. Trust me. I know. I've seen lots of people there. I've been there, too. I'm probably still there. (laughs) Okay. Let's just be honest. I mean, before we started this podcast, we talked about um, a TV series I was watching on on the Swedish Netflix, Bonus Familien. And when when you talked about, like, quitting your job and not being paid or treated equally yeah uh, there was this one guy he was working with a colleague in a in a bed shop where they sell beds okay. and then they found out but it's very I'm glad you said that it's, the bed shop is where they sell beds <laughs> not where they sleep in beds <laughs> well i had to clarify for you <laughs> exactly so some people you know. might misunderstand yes yes um, thank you but the thing is like in sweden usually you you never talk about your salary especially no. not with your colleagues no like there oh is no God. way but mm. apparent, but in this uh, in this episode, this guy found out that he only earned twenty six thousand yeah. per month, which is not a lot no. for Swedish standards. And then his colleague was earning three thousand more, although he wow. was younger, wow. and he hasn't worked as long as him. <laughs> and the thing is that he got upset. It felt like he got upset yeah. with his colleague, but his colleague said, "But that's not my fault, you know. Right. Um, you should you should be better at mm. negotiating your salary." Mm. And he was trying to make a point, like, "Well, but I sell more bets than you do," and like trying to to make a point that <laughs> it's not equal. And then their boss came around, right. and this guy who had a lower salary, he was like telling the boss, "You know, I think it's really unfair that you are uh, like we are paid like differently. So how yeah. come?" And la la la, and then. The boss said, "Well, you know, you know that we have individual uh, salary <laughs> negotiations, so it's not like everyone gets the same. It's like right. depending on your performance and exactly. all of this kind of stuff." And then he's like, "Yeah, <coughs> but but can we like reach an agreement and something? Like, can't we can't we put both sides together and just split it in half, fifty fifty, and give wow, each?" No. And then the boss asked the other guy who has more, yeah. like, "Are you okay with that?" And he's like. No. <laughs> of course not. And then the other guy got upset. He was like, I thought you got my bag. Like, but Wow. That's not like wow. how it works. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. Well that's that's really funny because right now, so we're part of a it's just so hard. So there's a denomination called the Church of Sweden. And then EFS, which is a group within the Church of Sweden, but an independent group is where our church is located. Yeah. So it's the evangelical part of the Church of Sweden. The problem is that they have no money because they get no money from the Church of Sweden. Hmm. So my salary comes from our church. But when we've tried to negotiate a, a higher, it's not like a super high salary, but it's so that my salary would be like a living wage. And then EFS, and I know you guys all get really upset with me that I'm saying this out loud, but I don't care. Um, and so, and so EFS then they they say, well, we need to have a solidarity uh, cap on the salaries. I'm like, but that's, what does it mean? But that like that, there's a maximum. Well, that no, you can get. see that's the whole thing. The the agreement that we have with our union yeah. is that each person negotiates their own salary. Yeah. But AFS feels like you can't have the salaries too high in some place and too low in another place. So they artificially put a cap on it. But that's illegal for them to do. So Swedish. But they're saying like, no, it's not a cap. It's about solidarity. I'm like, if you're limiting what we, and you're not paying anything, so it doesn't hurt you anything. (laughs) It comes from our church. It's our members that are actually paying. You guys don't help us out with anything. It's like everyone has to get a 
as bad salary as everyone else. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> and it's that it's that kind of thinking, that thinking that somehow by artificially limiting, and, and people do this relations, but by artificially limiting salaries, you think that you're being fair, but you're not. Yeah, you're fairly. Everybody. You treat everyone equally you treat bad. Every, you, equally bad exactly. <laughs> you treat everyone like crap. You know? <laughs> and in relationships, people tend to do that too. If you think that you have to manage the relationship by trying to to put everything in some kind of a bookkeeping system, so you're constantly keeping track. Well, I spent 12 hours with the kids, you know, yesterday, and so you need to spend 12 hours with the kids t- today. Oh my gosh! But people do that. How does that work? But it do, what it does is that it creates animosity, it creates strife, because what happens Bitterness. is... Bitterness. Yeah, because each person is trying to... What happens, you you get this tit for tat. Every person then goes back, it's okay, but you only did 12 hours, I mean, six hours on the dishes yesterday, and, you know, and I did eight, so you owe me two hours, and all of a sudden you... Oh, wow. It doesn't, it doesn't bring unity. It doesn't see difference. It doesn't see diversity. And so that's one of the worst ways to manage all relationships, whether it's work, whether it's your romantic relationships, whether it's relationships between parents and kids, kids to kids, school, teachers, everything. What about people then who would say, well, my husband, he always works so much. I wish he would spend more time with me. Like, So what? You want a bum? I want a bum. I don't know. Okay. I no, mean, I'm just, I'm I, no, just no, I'm giving not saying you. you but, I, but I'm saying, okay, so a lot of times when we're sitting around counseling, we're talking to people, with a, a common thing mm-hmm. is that uh, one person thinks the other person works too much. I hear this more from women mm-hmm. who feel that their husbands work too much mm-hmm. and don't give them enough attention. Mm-hmm. And I usually say, well, okay, so in the ideal world, what does what, that look like? Yeah. What do you really want to happen? Well, I want him to come home. And when he comes home, I want him to be enthusiastic about me, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and what I hear is that I want him to come and serve me. But they never, I've never in these conversations, I've never heard the, the if it's from the wife, I've never heard the wife say, because I want to do this for him. There's never any give. It's only take. And that's one of the things I try to try to bring up in that conversation. And it happens guys too. Guys are like, oh, you know, she's so busy with her friends or this or that. I'm like, hmm, another taker. Okay. <laughs> because cause I think the, the whole thing is that people get married and then they stop seeing the other person as an individual separate from themselves. Yeah. And they start to actually interpret that person based on what they actually want to take from the person. So a husband thinks that the wife isn't loving enough. Because she's because she's not giving him serving she, him she's not serving him. <laughs> the wife thinks the husband's not giving her enough attention because she wants to take attention from him for herself. And so I know. But isn't this. that a human thing, though? Yeah, but that but but this is the whole thing. If you're going to have relationships with people, it has to be both give and take. Yeah, but now you're just. I mean, I think many times people when they demand things, mm-hmm. I think they're t- they're they're thinking I'm giving so much already. So now it's my turn to take. Really? Because in these conversations, <laughs> they never talk about what they give. They only talk about what they really are not getting. Really? Yeah. They never yeah. say like, "Oh, but I'm I don't know, I take care of your kids, I cook and clean," or "Oh, but I pay all the bills." Mm-hmm. They knew they never do that. They Sometimes never say people that. People always say things like that, mm-hmm. but usually it's always so the person says, "Let's say a person says, "Well, I pay all the bills. I work so hard and I pay all the bills, blah 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 blah." Okay. But you also see my whole thing is that you choose relationships and you have to choose the 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 consequences of those relationships. And since relationships can't be balanced, you have to choose to live in the imbalance. And if you choose to live in the, if you can accept the imbalance, then what happens is that you find yourself being less frustrated. But don't people or don't people have the idea that oh, but if you live 
in imbalance,、mm-hmm. you're going to get burned out, or someone's going to leave the other one, or they're going to get divorced because it's imbalance. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> okay. I mean, I mean so there, there's an extreme imbalance. You don't want to have that. So extreme imbalance is one person gives all the time, one person takes all the time. Yeah. So that's like that's not healthy. That's dangerous. That needs to stop right away. But since people are individuals, so we go back to the washing dishes thing、mm-hmm. that you took up.、Um, one person likes to do dishes. One person doesn't.、Mm-hmm. So the fifty-fifty says we both have to do dishes equally.、Mm-hmm. That doesn't work either. That's just stressful. <laughs> But the other thing is, like, if you if you look at our differences, and if every couple would actually go back and say, "Okay, listen, we're really different. We're not the same people.、Mm-hmm. What do we actually bring? What what do you like to do? What about the other one person? And, and both does couples list like what they like to, do, and、yeah. when they find when they find parallels. I mean, sorry, not parallels. When you're finding opposites, so like complementary compliments.、Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Sorry,、mm-hmm. that's right. I forgot about the whole theory of complementarianism. <laughs> But anyway,、uh, <laughs> when you find that one person likes to do dishes and one person doesn't,、mm-hmm. then they come to agreement. Okay, is it okay if you do dishes more most, often? Most of the time, yeah. Yeah, and I'll do dishes some of the times. Yeah. But I'll do more of the cooking because you don't like to cook and your cooking sucks. And so I'll do more <laughs>、so、most、cooking. of the cooking, and then you only have to cook sometimes. Yeah. And that becomes that's for me that's a balanced relationship. Yeah. Because it respects the differences. And one of the other things about relationships is that people need to understand that. And I think we talked about this before how important it is to have relationships outside of your relationship. Yeah, like、Especially、romantic. Also,、yeah. your romantic relationship. Yeah, not a romantic relationship outside of your romantic relationship. <laughs> like so no. If, so if you're married, <laughs> you just got a little squeeze on the side. <laughs> no, that's not what we mean. It's immoral. It's against God's law. We don't promote. Don't do、that. it. <laughs> <clears throat> we actually promote fidelity. I think you and I both believe in fidelity. Yeah. Being faithful until the day you die,、oh, even、gosh. if you never get some again. Well, yeah. That's. I'm saying this to guys because I know that a lot of guys. <laughs> If you end up in your marriage and sex stops, you're really frustrated, and if and it's really difficult, ladies. I'm trying to tell you, if you don't do it, don't <laughs> don't kill your man. If you if you if you stop with all affection, you just you're not going to have a happy guy. He's never he's not going to want to spend as much time with you because it's really painful for a, a guy. And I'm speaking from a, a man's perspective, but for a man who loves his wife. And he still finds her hot and wants to have sex with her, and she's like, "Don't touch me, I'm out of the mood. Don't kiss me, don't hug me, don't hold hands with me, nothing." <laughs> and, and but you still expect for that guy to be so faithful, not to be tempted, not to give in to his temptation, not to look around the corner and say, "Ooh, look at that way, ooh, wow," ooh. and to be patient with you and to, and pa- to、yeah. keep working hard, just、exactly. being nice,、you、not say some money, snappy exactly, comment.、Mm, mm. Trying to tell you, sex. Alleviates a lot of stress in a marriage. It's like the the <coughs> the pressure cooker. It's like you have to open the vent. Exactly, you gotta let it out sometimes. The speed, the steam. Let that steam go. Otherwise, and it's the same thing. I mean, there's also, and it's a growing trend right now of women who feel also sexually dissatisfied in their relationships because men, for some reason, I don't know what's going on in the world, <laughs> but men are losing their sexual the drive.、Interest. Yeah, they're just like like not interested. I know men who are not interested in having sex. I think I have. And I'm like, I think I've heard about what's wrong with you.、Uh, some news that the testosterone level in the world among men has decreased. Not in me, but <laughs> in men, in the whole human. I feel sorry for you, men with the low <laughs> testosterone. 
decreased. Not everyone, obviously, I but know. like the average yeah, has decreased. It seems that way. And it, uh, people don't know why. Because it seems to be like a global trend. Yeah. trend. It's not only... It's the wrath of God. Yeah. One of his punishments. He's like, people, this you people misuse sex all the time. Ah, I'll just take away the chemical behind it. <laughs> what happens now, sinners? Huh? <laughs> okay. I don't know if that's how God no, really is. No, I don't think so. In, in my comedic head, God has a great sense of humor, and he jokes all the time. <laughs> oh my gosh, Ed! Is that making God after my own likeness? Hmm. Yes. No, don't say that. <laughs> not, not the other way around. Okay. God is like you, not you like God. <laughs> well, exactly. No, but um, but I think that this whole idea that um, these different types of balances in the relationship. So one person wants to have sex, one person doesn't want to have sex. Sex is part of marriage. I don't think you can. I don't think it's right to just deny and just cut off um, sex. I, I just don't. I think it's. I think it's. It it, it promotes unhealthiness in 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 a marriage i think uh, if you're not married also, you shouldn't be having sex so mm. you need to have a little <laughs> self-control because if you don't have self-control before you get married you won't have self-control in the marriage just throwing that back out there we say this very often <laughs> so that you people will understand <laughs> and they um yeah i think in the in the, in the time of emancipation <laughs> and when women's rights and stuff like yeah. that all of that i mean many things are really really important mm. but then on the other hand also i think it put more emphasis on me like my feelings how yeah. i feel mm. and not seeing sex or intimacy as an obligation anymore right but i think it's both like I think yeah. if you have a loving husband and you say, Oh no, I really feel bad, like something's going on, like I don't mm. feel for it, then I think he should be able to accept it and like, okay, honey, I understand. Maybe for I can six years? No. I mean <laughs> that just like one yeah. thing happened. Yeah, but then yeah, yeah, but of then course. also like, there you, should be a pressure. It shouldn't there should not be a pressure. Yeah. yeah. But then on the other hand, I mean, yes, those things go on. But at some point if you're in a marriage, you can't just I mean, things are going on all the time, and exactly. you cannot always always say like, "Well, you know what? So, so much going on all the time." So well, you know, the Fed sorry. said raise the interest rate. Sorry, no until down. it goes down, <laughs> you know? I can't have sex with but you. But then, oh, I mean, Donald Trump's going to be president again. Oh, sorry, you can't touch me now. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, you, you can't. So I think this there's, there's this is also a balance, balance thing. thing. But but I think and I think one of the things in these when we're talking about how do you manage relationships. Is this thing that I think is really super important? It's called the, uh, in Swedish we call it in öppet samtals klimat, and what it is is about the level of honesty that you can actually have in a conversation, and not jeopardize the com- not jeopardize the relationship. And oh. I feel that, unfortunately, um, that's not this easy. is what happens is that most people haven't worked on it before they got married. Mm-hmm. And it's too difficult to actually incorporate it into the marriage after w- afterwards. So, and it's one of those things that it's a step that almost everyone hops over. I wish they wouldn't do it. I wish they would come and learn. They you hop know. over. They they hop over. So they hop over developing an open climate of conversation. What happens is that usually people are just not as open to the truth as they think they are. No. Most people say, "Oh, just tell me the truth," and you tell the truth, and now they explode on you because you told them the truth. Or they get they so hurt, it gets you know, so personal. No, you don't love me. Like, oh my gosh! I mean, I, there's this couple, and um, <clears throat> and they were talking together, um, and they're talking about how just tell the truth, just tell the truth. But neither of them Ooh. can handle the truth. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm like, I just want to slap both of them. I just say, you're both spoiled. You're both stupid because you can't handle the truth. Go back to lying to each other. Your relationship was so much better when you lied to each other. I know that's not good spiritual counseling, and I know it's not good relational counseling. Did you say that to them? No, of course not. I was like, 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 what? I wanted to say that. Why aren't you honest enough to tell them what you're thinking? (laughs) No, I told them that they couldn't handle the truth and that they needed to learn. They have to start with, with things that are less sensitive. And they have to build up uh, acceptance. It's almost like it's almost like like the truth hurts. Oh so yeah. So you've got to be hardened against the truth. Mm-hmm. So you have to you have to work small at things it. at a time. But it's it's really hard because I mean the same thing affects us in our church. Um, it affects us in in trying to create a, a Christ like community. Mm-hmm. What what affects us is that most people are just not honest. And also, people are sensitive. That's because they're not honest to themselves. You mean? I don't know. Something. I mean, if someone tells you something that's critical and you are immature and you haven't been honest with yourself, because yeah. I think if the, if you have the same issue with different people at different right. occasions, then maybe you should reflect upon yourself. Hmm, so maybe something's see, going on yeah, with myself. That's the weird thing that people tend to, it's their problem. Everyone else's <laughs> problem. Everyone else's problem. I don't know why they keep saying the same thing about me. <laughs> they keep talking about how my breath smells like poo poo. <laughs> I think they're just mean to me. <laughs> but the thing is, if I don't brush my teeth, I don't floss. I've got particles of food in my mouth producing this really noxious gas, which is probably <laughs> killing half the population around me. <laughs> and so my own, like, like that biohazard, in, that, like that unreality or unawareness of my own failure at personal oral hygiene <laughs> means that I'm already, I'm already. I'm already sort of tilting the the thing to have bad breath. This is last, I probably will have bad breath, and my breath will probably smell like rotten poo poo. And so, <laughs> what happens is then someone comes to tell me because they try to act in love, and I'm and like, try try you know, to help you. But your armpit smells like pee all the time. <laughs> you know, so people tend to give back instead of yeah, saying, yeah, because they hurt, because they hurt, because I think in our church, and it's shameful. I think in our church. We haven't developed a climate, an open climate of conversation. So people are not, people are so used to being fake. I mean, like, this is really, what is that what, what I feel like it's the people? I don't I think necessarily, I don't think necessarily it's that all we people, are not, not me. speaking I mean, truth. I feel like I'm speaking the truth every Sunday, but all you other people <laughs> in church are faking it. I'm not faking it. I just stopped no. talking to you if there's an issue I told you and you don't react. Really? I'm just like, bye. I just want to keep doing it because I want to make sure you <laughs> love me. And if you really love me as you say you do, then you'll keep telling me over and over again. No. And when you stop, that's the proof. Now your love has dried up. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like, no more love to give. Okay, <laughs> if you so. want eternal love, go to Jesus, okay? I'm not Jesus. Wow. That's why there's only three people in our church. <laughs> we used to be five, but two of them got ticked off and they left, you know, so I, I don't know. So. Yeah, but I, I think that, I mean, now we took it to the level of church and everything, but I think that managing your relationships um, means seeing people as being different and not having, like, I can have expectations for myself. I can have a high expectations for myself. Mm-hmm. I can't have high expectations of other people. <sighs> no. Because I have to accept that they have their home training, so we haven't talked anything about what people learn at home, but um, but now that I'm working as a teacher part-time... <laughs> Mm. You realize <laughs> it's not only nature. No, no, no. There's people without any home training. Oh my gosh! Like you mean Oof. upbringing? 
Like yeah. from home that yeah. people are not. Well, I mean, I guess that's an old fashioned word, home training. But you were trained <laughs> like at home. Like dogs. <laughs> yeah, you were like dogs. You were trained at home. When you get out in public, you don't embarrass your family. You know yeah. what's appropriate. It's not, just, it's not just upbringing, it's training. Yeah. <laughs> You're intentional. This is what you will learn. This, this is, is what, what you will. This we is will test okay. this on you. Exactly. If you fail, you got to do it again until you we'll pass. Just the collar <laughs> around your neck, make you come back. <laughs> Sit. <laughs> <laughs> wow! And, but I, but I real, I'm realizing. I mean, that's another episode to talk about about the a whole bringing. idea of, of upbringing and home training and and this trend of parents who are no longer parenting their children. No, yeah, that's, that's uh, me that's, as a fellow parent. I can see that happening. Hmm. I'm, I'm like, no, <laughs> this is not. This is not good. I don't think it's gonna happen with you. You're like too hard on your kids. I'm, like, I'm not. Yours like, is much harder. I'm like, do whatever you want. Whatever <laughs> feels good. It's okay. Such a hippie. <laughs> <laughs> you want to smoke weed with your dad? Sure. No, I would never. No, 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 no. no. Don't, don't say it. You're a teacher. Now. I don't even know what, what happened. My kids came up to me and say, "Dad, you know now that we're adults, we want to smoke weed." I'm like, "Satan, get behind me! Get out of my house! I command the demon to leave you!" <laughs> Throw wow. holy water on them. <laughs> They're like, Dad, stop it. It stinks. They're like, what are you doing with that old water? It's got fungus on it. It's still holy. <laughs> no, but I, I think, wow. But I, but I think that what happens is that this is also affecting relationships. Mm-hmm. As these spoiled kids with no home training grow up. They don't Those know kids how, cannot manage, yeah, they any, can't manage relationship any relationship. Because they're so self-centered and so selfish right, that they can't, they, they actually don't know how to. To put themselves into another person's shoes. Yeah, no empathy. So they they think everyone owes them, even their partners and stuff like that. So mm. their parents owe them. Episode, so. Their school owes them. Yeah. Their friends owe them. God owes them. Everything owes. Everyone Universe owes them owes something. Them. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're just standing with their hand out. What? I have to do something. I have to clean up behind myself. What? No, no, no. I no, never you, had to do this. You clean up after me. I'm the center of the universe. Don't you know that? No. So I think, but I think that in the whole thing, so in managing relationships, I think developing a climate of openness to actually be able to, you can't, you can't demand honesty from someone if you can't handle it. And you can't do the 50-50 because that doesn't work. And if you really want to have a healthy relationship, then you have to accept the whole idea of being complimentary and the fact of diversity. We're not the same. We can't I mean, do the that's, same thing. We can't always like do everything the same way. With romantic relationships, but also with friendships. No. Yeah. Like, you can't... I don't think I have any relationship where people are... Like, I am as engaged as they are 50-50 of the time. Really? Are you more engaged? No. Really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I don't want to be friends with you anymore. I just <laughs> Says you. I'm just, like, so committed to our friendship. I'm just like... But I'm everyone knows that, though. No one no yeah. one has ever told me, like, Lynn, I'm so disappointed you never contact me, Lynn, you know? I'm so disappointed. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. <laughs> no so one I, I ever, really no one ever said this, ever. Because people they know. Me, people say that to me all the time. They're always like, really? you're really hard to reach in. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not attached to my telephone. Think like you're back in the 70s. If you don't answer, you're not home. Write a letter. Yeah. <laughs> Send a postcard. <laughs> you know what? If people actually wrote me letters, I would re- I read every letter that's sent to me. If you <laughs> write a letter to me, not an email, handwritten, a real letter, or a postcard. Email it to me, if, if or you, a postcard. If you need it like quick... Just send you, a postcard. If you want me to answer quickly, you send me a postcard because I'll read it. Oh, I need to get back in contact with you. But you it, 
And the oh my gosh, and the whole thing, and people stop ringing me. Please call me. Do not send me texts. I don't know any. I'm usually like on the way to some place, and people. But people think, know that now. We had this episode. We had the episode where how to reach. A, the, yeah, the, but we need to secret, do that again. The secret. People, <laughs> it's already January of 2023, and people are already complaining. I tried to call you. I'm like, listen. Like here. I tried to call you on New Year's Eve. And you didn't. Yeah, exactly. It's like I tried to call you at two o'clock on Sunday. I'm like, what do you think I'm doing at two o'clock on Sunday? <laughs> We have church. I'm like, and, it, and it drives me so insane, crazy that like, and I'm like, listen, you know, if, you cannot have high expectations on others. You can only have high expectations on yourself. Oh no, for myself. I mean, listen. If I contact people, they don't get in contact with me. I'm like, I'll just keep bugging you. Yeah, I'll just keep sending. I'm like, listen, I called you. Da 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 da. I'm never upset with people, but I'm just, <laughs> I'll just keep nagging until you answer me because I'm like, I'm a pest. I'm like, You're a pest. I'm like the bubonic plague. Once you get me, ah, you might die before you get rid of me. <laughs> so, yeah. So anyway, so I think that. So for those of you who might be stimulated by this conversation, mm-hmm. and you might, but but here's another aspect. See, if you write to us, we go deeper. Mm-hmm. Right now, we're just scratching the surface. Yeah, that's a really broad topic. Actually. Yeah, exactly. But um, but I think it's really good if you in relationships are managed when they're intentionally managed, and you have to have realistic expectations. You can't on yourself pe- and on yourself others. and other people. Yeah. No one's perfect. Everyone makes mistakes. If you can't handle people making mistakes, you're a chump. If you, I'll just okay before we end, I'll tell you the five things that makes you a bad person in a relationship. So the don'ts. Number one, if you can't handle that people make mistakes and you hold it against them, you're a chump. Mm-hmm. Number two, if you never ever say you're sorry for anything, you never feel you have done. to say it. You know, you feel like the other people make mistakes, but you feel like you've never done anything wrong. You never have to say I'm sorry. You're a chump. <laughs> number three, <laughs> if you. If you never do anything for the person who you're supposed to be spending the rest of your life with, so now we're talking about rom- romantic relationships, but this this could be applied to friendships. If the other people always have to call you, but you never call them, yeah. If other people like you never take the initiative in yeah. the relationship, you're a chump. Okay? That's a problem because you're sitting there gliding on other people, expecting them to do stuff for you, but you don't contribute or any way like that. That's a chump. Number four, um, if you are a person. Who is always complaining, but you never come up with a solution. <laughs> And then when other people come up with solutions, you, you always no. shoot them down. Yes, <laughs> whatever <laughs> solutions for you are things you say no to. <laughs> <laughs> And you have never solutions, but you do have complaints. All you do is complain and find fault and tell people what they're doing wrong. You are a chump. Number five. Number five. If you call yourself a believer, and you don't really prioritize God in your relationship. I mean, at church you're all holy roly, but when you're at <laughs> home, you don't you don't read the Bible with your wife or husband. You don't pray with them, or if you're upset with them, so I can't pray with you because I'm really upset oh, with you. Oh, that's you know what that means. You are oh. a chump, okay? So these are five things you don't want to do if you want to manage, or if you want to manage good relationships and have balanced, healthy relationships. Then don't do these five things because that will just kill your relationships yeah. and it makes you a chump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you don't want to be a chump, don't you? <laughs> So. All right, everyone. Well, this was a really good, and thank you to our caller for calling in, uh, well, for writing in to us and giving us a topic to talk about that was really close to her heart. I hope when you listen to this, that this will give you insight and write back to us, okay? And don't forget, everyone, 
Keep it rolling in 2023. We're trying to reach 250,000 listeners. All right. Woohoo. Thank you for listening to us and bye for bye now. Bye. Thank you for listening. If you have any comments or ideas, please send us a message to fikaforlife at mail.com. Fika, F-I-K-A. This was the Fika for Life podcast with Lin Nguyen and Edward Thomas, and we hope to hear you again. <laughs>